Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to talk about how all the seven sins that you've heard about through the ancient times, that they're all come are all basically lights on a dashboard that tell you that your self esteem is low. I want to start with lust because lust is the main one, is a real big one. Lust, if you have a lot of lust for women and you feel like you need to get laid all the time or stuff like that, even if you're a woman and you have a lot of lust for men, it's essentially that is tells you that your self-esteem is extremely low. And you notice that the people with the, like, the most ravenous sex drives are the people with the lowest self-esteem. And, of course, that makes sense because they would want to validate themselves through the sexual act. And coupled with the feeling, it's like ambrosia to somebody whose uh, confidence is not so great. Like, I remember as when I was um, a young guy, kid, like, thinking about dating girls, and I was like, man, if I could just have that girl as my girlfriend, like, the status that I would achieve, if I could just have her believe in me, you know, it's just like, it's because I didn't believe in myself. And that's the whole point is that you, so an alarm should go off whenever you start to feel intense lust for another, for another human being, the need for that gratification, it comes, it's, it's essentially telling you that your self-esteem is low. Now I'm going to go through the other deadly sins, but you could kind of substitute in all of them for that. The minute you start to feel any of it, envy, Gluttony, uh, anger, wrath, sloth. Sloth is essentially depression. Um, anytime you can, um, any any one of those you could substitute in there. If you start to feel any of them, it's a signal your self-esteem is going low. Now people have prescribed all kinds of things to um, uh, to to jumpstart your self-esteem. And hold on. Okay, did you get that? Okay, good. That's my secret message to somebody. So just uh, just ignore, proceed. Anyway, so lust is is one of them. We've talked about that, and and I'm going to go actually deeper into lust. But let's talk about the just let's just list off these seven deadly sins that most that, that have been passed down to us through the ages and I think they're pretty much spot on. They kind of capture the gamut. So you have lust, which the opposite of lust is um chastity. Uh then you have pride and the opposite of that is humility. Then you have greed, the opposite of that is charity. You have envy and the opposite of that is is just general contentment. And that's something I've talked about a lot in these letters, lectures. Gluttony. Um, temperance is the opposite of that. And, of course, you have um, anger, wrath, which the opposite is patience. Sloth, which I'm basically saying is depression. And, of course, the opposite of that is enthusiasm. Now, you don't generally hear enthusiasm as one of the great virtues, but I believe it is. And I think, actually, yourselves believe your cells believe that it is. If your cells don't get a daily dose of enthusiasm, they start to go cancerous. Why? 
they start to rebel against you. They're in a they're in a bad car ride, and they want to get off. And even if they want to, even if that means crashing the car, so you have to keep yourselves happy with a nice jolt of enthusiasm every so often, however you can get it. Now it makes sense that with lust, okay, you're feeling lust for somebody. You're feeling lust for you're know you're watching porno or whatever. You're you're getting all lustful in the porno. And and what you have to understand is that as your lust grows, so does your lack of self-confidence. Your lack of self – or let's just say that as your um, lust gets bigger, your self-confidence gets smaller, and it's it's just inversely proportional. So as you're getting to a height of lustfulness, you've had – the, the, the way you've gotten there – is by convincing yourself that this is a heightened moment, that this person, for example, that you're having sex with is like way out of your league. So you get this feeling of exhilaration, like you've conquered something. And you need to be, in order to be focused enough to go after that and to, and to experience the sense of lust, you almost have to doubt yourself in that moment. Because then you get the rush of the – you get a deficit, and then you get a rush of pleasure that comes with the conquest. But the but the initial treks up to the conquest, the reason why you even engaged in seeking this conquest is because your your lack of self-confidence. Now, of course, that has driven a lot of people to do a lot of things in this world, especially the Western industrial world. It is essentially the, the, the driving force is a lack of, of self-esteem, a, a, a feeling that one is not as good as they present to the world or that they believe they can be, you know, a sense of falling short all the time. I've talked about this on other shows. It's a, it's a plague. I call it the nihilistic self-regret problem. Uh, it's, it, this is the age of nihilistic self-regret. I mean, when, when time travelers come back here, they have to coordinate it through an emotio state and not just the time, because there's also all these parallel universes that don't have this emotio state. So we're talking about an emotio state of nihilistic self-regret. It's 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 everywhere. Okay, so everybody's kind of feeling not as confident as they should be. So there's a lot of lust and a lot of just and and, and a lot of drive. So somebody out of pride will um, work to do you know, to get rich and to, to get all this money and to, or, or to get famous, you know, the drive to get famous is, is, is definitely could be linked to pride. It doesn't have to be. It could be linked to charity. You know, you know, there's some people that want to be famous so they can help the world. I mean, that to me, that's the only reason why you should want to be famous. So you can be kind of like a publicity superhero for the world, for the earth, for mother earth, like for the environment, for something good, okay? So you have um, different drives that can drive you to certain things, to money, to, to all kinds of things. But um, if there are the wrong kind of drive, they're essentially going to deplete your – your self-confidence will become dependent upon the pursuit of those things. So if you're looking to get money out of pride, you're going to – when you don't have – you're going to look at the amount of money you have, and you're going to get affected by the envy um, 
you're going to get affected by the envy sin inevitably. With with pride comes envy because with pride is a comparison of yourself to others, and the minute you start to see that others are much better than you or doing much better than you, then comes the envy. And all these things are kind of one and the same thing. They're just different ways of expressing lack of self-confidence. So if you start to regard these drives as, oh, shit, I'm not feeling very confident right now, you can kind of you can kind of shoo them away, and certainly if you're feeling lust and you go and jerk off, say, you you essentially are rewarding with an orgasm that feeling, um, that feeling of lack of confidence. So that becomes sort of an addictive feeling, like a lack of confidence, like a total geek gets to fuck this really hot porn star. Oh, isn't that great? But it, it comes with you thinking that you're a total geek. Um, it's hard to explain what I'm saying. I ho- hope you're getting it. There's a um, <clears throat> there's just a it, it, this the only thing I can say is use it to just identify these states, these emotional states that come into you, and and then understand what they are. And the question is, okay, so how do I get to self confidence? How do I Yes, okay, I have a problem with self-confidence. Like, how do I change that? Well, a lot of there's a lot of books. Get your confidence, do this, do that, all these fucking self-helps. But it's really the same shit I've been talking about, okay? As long as your mind is thinking, your confidence isn't going to be that great because there's there's an element, there's a trained portion of our consciousness that is just focusing on negativity and it's like 75% focusing on that so the minute you set your brain in motion on automatic it floats there and and a lot of that is tied up in your self esteem and your ability not only do you picture the world in a harsh way you picture yourself as a hopelessly inadequate player in this harsh world Two strikes against you to bat, just in your mind that you've created. They don't exist. Those are completely constructed bullshit assessments, usually made out of tiredness, but then stored in the brain and then used constantly to badger the mind. The brain likes to fuck with itself. The brain is like this hard sergeant trying to whip itself into shape at all times. So if you give this sergeant voice all times, it's going to be shouting in your ear and calling you an idiot and and just being so disheartened with the possibilities compared to what you've accomplished that it's almost immobilizing to the point where you can't accomplish anything. And that's the idea. There's this subtle indoctrination from western schools that is basically imprisoned people within their mind of within their mind by telling them that their potential is not filled that they need to be working harder that they need to be doing more they need to be having more fun they need to be having more sex all kinds of and then just plying on all these these sins now these sins they're a direct outgrowth of the society basically beating down your self-confidence. So, yes, your self-confidence goes very low, and then the only thing that really gets you high are these sins. But they are just reflections of the the very self-confidence that you're trying to solve. 
Because once you erase thought and you just manage to get your mind to not think, when it's, when it's not being used, it's when this machine is not being used, it's not on. You know, your, your eyes are on. You're looking at stuff. Sure, you can turn your mind on anytime you want if, it, if you need to uh, solve a particular problem. But if it's not intentionally with your full attention working on that problem, or even if you decide, I'm going to think about this in the back of my mind for a while, that's fine too. As long as you know what you're doing, as long as you're actually watching the mind think, that's acceptable thinking. But if, if you're not doing that, then you should just have no mind, nothing. And that's how you're going to get confidence because there's going to be no sergeant in your ear telling you you're an idiot and you're a fool and you're never enough and that you've got to whip yourself into shape. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Throwing down all kinds of rules and guardrails. You don't even need that guy because that guy presupposes that you're running around with lust, pride, greed, envy in your heart. So you need this hard-acting sergeant yelling at you and telling you to uh, conform in certain and, and trying to use your thinking willpower to craft yourself into some kind of um, great man. And there's just no way to get to greatness. There's no way to get to enlightenment. There's no way to get to genius, to wisdom, without turning off your thinking completely. Because your thinking is your your lack of self confidence. It's just I, I it's the manifestation of it. Your man, the manifestation of your lack of self confidence, the manifestation of your feeling inadequate is your thoughts. Your aimless, bullshit, fleeting, dreamlike thoughts that just float around in your head as you walk around. That is the sea in which you swim, and it's a sea of self-deprecation. It's a sea of nihilistic self-regret. You regret things that you didn't do, and you also believe that nothing matters. Those two things coupling together, nihilism and self-regret, very powerful debilitators. Now, I don't know if these are planted intentionally or they just evolved with the culture, but they build a nice little crazy-ass society of, of a lot of people just trying to satisfy these Instead of dealing with the issue of thought and just getting rid of it and then getting their self-confidence back, they are constantly nursing their poor self-confidence with the very essence of what it is. It's like every one of these, um, like greed, you want to become like super rich. You just want to fill that lack of self-confidence with money. You can't. The only thing you can do is go in and say, hey, my mind is being – my mind is thinking on its own. I don't like that. I want my mind to think only when I want it to think. So when I, when I hear it chattering in the background, I say off or I say disengage or I say silence, and my mind goes silent, and it obeys me like a dog. And you do not feed – you can just – you should just try this throughout for a whole entire day or a week, try not thinking about anything and just give punish your mind a little bit for the amount it has abused you with its deprecating nihilistic voice, telling you one, that nothing matters and two, that you should have done that. Well, did that matter that I should have done it? See, it's, a, it's even a contradictory voice. If nothing matters, then it doesn't matter that you didn't fulfill your potential. 
of course something matters and and you know that and so it's just there's there's an incredible war going on in your mind you can turn it off it's just like a, a war on a tv set it's just all loud in the background and you're like what the fuck you ever have that thing you don't kind of realize that a tv's on somewhere <laughs> and when you finally do turn the tv on it's just like silence and everything's like whew. Well, that's how your mind should feel when you turn your fucking thoughts off. So, yeah, um, um, envy, you know, they, I've, I've seen here that the opposite of envy is contentment. Well, kind of begs the question. I mean, contentment comes from losing your thoughts. So, of course, envy will go, gluttony will go, wrath will go, sloth will go. Let's talk about sloth, depression. People think, oh, you're blaming people for their depression if you, if you make it a sin. No, it's not that. It's that you, if you, if you understand that your depression is actually a product of your thought, and that the way out of uh, depression is to stop thinking, unless you want to think about something. And if you want to think about something negative, go ahead, but be intentional about it. Don't just let it float in the back of your head, affecting your self-confidence. Because then that's going to drive you to do all these lustful, prideful, greedy, envious, gluttonous, angry, wrathful, sloth, depressed fucking manner. Your depression is a, is a total example of, of your lack of self-esteem. Of course it is. Like Your depression is your lack of self-esteem. You're depressed because you lack self-esteem. <laughs> And so, yeah, all these, you know, um, these sins become very important and very thrilling to somebody who's confident shot. It's they're two sides of the same coin. On one on one side you have the head, which is your lack of self confidence, and on the back you have all these lust, pride, greed, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Someone should come up with a uh, letters of fallen wisdom coin. Because if you could just keep that in your pocket and remember that. So remember, anytime you feel any of these, you're like, oh, it's my lack of self-confidence. And oh, my lack of self-confidence is just a, a – a, a, it's something that I was le- trained to feel. So I can comfortably just turn off that television, turn off that incessant blah, 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 you suck chant going on in your head and just live in the moment, like capture the moment. Be in the moment with no thought. So, yeah, do go during the day and just tell your mind to be silent. Just be like, we're going to be silent today. We're not going to think today. We're just going to be silent. We're going to walk around. We're going to take stuff in. You know, let's just do that for a day, a vow of silence in your brain. Try that. See how hard it is. See how easily your brain wants to turn itself back on. It's like you have a TV that you turn on and then all of a sudden, I mean, that you turn off and then all of a sudden it just like turns back on. That's what people's brains are. And it turns back on. It's a picture of you looking at yourself being like, you dumb piece of shit. You fucking blew it. You blew your life. Your life sucks. Your life could be so much better if you had done blah, 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 blah. Those are the kind of thoughts that are running through your head when you're 